Before we begin our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're recording on. For Cass, it's the Borogagal people, and for Haley, it's the Durrawal people. Welcome everyone, this week's episode of Drag Official. I'm Cass. I'm Haley. And thank you for giving us a little bit of your time. Okay, Haley. What did you do this week? Well, I learned how an RSS feed works and managed to upload our podcast actually as a podcast. Um, So that was exciting. Go me in technology. Well done to you. Yay. And currently sitting sitting 135 on the charts as you sent me. Yeah. I was really surprised when when we saw that tonight. I still don't know how to check that, so I'll need to figure out how to check the ratings. And that's really all I did, nothing nothing exciting. I did the office again this week for a couple of days and I did some swimming and ventured outside this evening after work to do a couple of things and I really don't like shopping centres. <laughs> I know I went to one today. It was terrible. No. I think I'm just going to go straight into my bursting pancreas because it was screaming. I was at the local Aldi. There's, I I know I talk a lot about etiquette, but there is an etiquette when it comes to perusing the aisles at a supermarket. And I stand back a little bit so I can survey the whole area so I don't get in anybody's way. And old mate just comes up with his trolley and stood directly in front of me to look at the same thing that I was looking at. I might be with old mate here because Aldi works as a production line. It's there's stuff on both sides, but you go one way. So I hate the other people that go the other way. That irritates me. But But I wasn't going the other way. I understand that. But you know, if I'm if there's someone standing and having a look and I just need to go in and grab something quickly, I'm gonna do it. I I don't have time. I'm at Aldi, it's a quick shop. I was looking for something specific. And it was one of those things that you really needed to look. They didn't have it, but I needed to look anyway. But it's not just Aldi. It's all other supermarkets. I kind of stand back a little bit out of everybody's way so I can survey the whole area so I don't have to keep stopping with the trolley in every little section to see what I want it. So in this case today, it was the meat area. So I was standing in front of the lamb section because... I wanted a couple of uh, marinated lamb steaks that I could, you know, cut up and freeze. And I'm standing there and I'm looking and I'm like, okay, I can't find it. But I had to look at every single, and you know, the Aldi ones, how there's like seven or eight of those shelves. Mm-hmm. And so I was standing there and old mate, you know, bless his heart. He was probably 75 if he was a day, but didn't even like turn around and acknowledge me like, or say, excuse me, or I'm so sorry, I'm in your way or what. He just stood there. And what made it even worse was he was doing the exact same thing that I was doing. (laughs) He was also surveying the land to see what kind of, you know, produce that he could get. I wasn't going in the opposite direction of anybody. And then I kind of, as soon as I realized that they didn't have them, I moved down a little bit. And then I went into the danger part of Aldi, that middle section. Yeah. And I was looking and they had some vinyl records and I was standing there looking at them. And this this kid who was about nine years old, if he was a day, one of them had a, a picture of the vinyl on the sleeve of the album cover. Mm. And the kid turned around to his mother and went, is this a Frisbee? <laughs> and I just went, no, nope, no, 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 no. I just parents educate your children on things of the past because I had to get educated on things before electricity was invented just if you see me in a supermarket standing in front of some shelves I'm looking at what to buy don't stand in front of me because you know I respected the fact that he was older and I didn't say anything but if you're like 60 and under you're probably going to get a little bit of a serve from me through usually I would stand, so say if I was with you and didn't know you or whatever, I would stand behind you and put my trolley behind you, survey, and then go, oh, excuse me, sorry, I've got to grab that. And then I'll just grab what yeah. I need to and, and continue yeah. on. But, but he you literally know, just stood in front of me. He's 75. He doesn't have much time. Like he needs to, he needs to do his stuff. Like just let him cut in front of you. 
Yeah, no, fuck you, old mate. Don't stand right in front of me. I don't care. I really don't care. Like, don't stand in front of me. You can clearly see I'm saying, you can't miss me. I may be 50 odd kilos lighter, but you still can't miss me. Am I not a person? Do I not have feelings? Don't stand in front of me. And then make it even worse by he goes and finds whatever it is that he wants and then leaves the trolley. But what is, what's happened in the meantime is old Edna has turned up with her little trolley too. And they've pretty much boxed me in and I've got to wait for one of them to get their stuff so they can leave so I can get out. It's not right. Well, mine's a short one. I do, I do drive a lot just in terms of, you know, dropping kids off and work. So I do drive a lot. So mine's a driving one, which I'm sure I'm not the only one that gets annoyed by driving things. We've already spoken about my incessant road rage, but my pet peeve is when people drive with their high beams on and then don't turn them off when they hit you. So you blinded and then see those spots. It's already hard enough to drive at nighttime, but then you got those fuckers that want to do that on, you know, when they don't have to. You only need your high beams on when you're on like a country road and there's no other signage around or something. Like you don't need to do it on big highways. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. So that irritates me. What irritates me is people who drive in the fast lane who are not going fast. Get out. You can actually get fined for being in the fast lane and you're not overtaking anybody. Or then there's those people who get in the fast lane in front of you, cut you off and then slow down drives me nuts so not very passionate for the pancreas this week um oh no 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 old bill or whatever his name was old mate that was standing in front of me blocking my view wait you. your turn fuck you old mate fuck you <laughs> and if, if you're watching this if you're watching this fuck you <laughs> get out of my way so um, seeing as how we're on the subject of supermarkets and foods, yes. what's your food fixation this week? And have you tried anything new? I did. I was actually on the phone to you when I was getting it, but I got the pre, pre-cooked roast beef from Coles. It comes in like, maybe it's maybe like 250 grams or something. It comes in like mm. a little pre-sealed packet. And I got the coleslaw without, it didn't have much. It had like spinach leaves in it, but it was mostly carrot and cabbage. And I had that with, and I split the roast beef up into three and I split the salad up into three. Had that um, with cupai mayo run through it. And that was delicious. What did you try new today for this week? I haven't tried it yet, but um, while I was in Audi and no one was standing in front of me when I was looking, I was at the freezer section and I wanted to try it before the surgery. And then I thought, there's only six of them in the box. I could probably have like one or two, like once a week or once every two weeks. And it sounds disgusting. And my wife just went, oh, when she saw them. And it's the Asian style cheeseburger spring rolls. What? Never mm-hmm. heard of them. Mm-hmm. $3.99 for a box of six at Aldi. But my food fixation this week has been Subway. Ooh, I went through that stage. I want it. I want it really bad. And, of course, it's got bread in it. Mine, similar, like what I mm-hmm. want but I know I can't have, is the, I can't, I can't remember what they call them. Um, they're like, you know, you go to the bakery and you get like a chicken, chicken roll or like a pork roll. The barmy, that's what it's called. Yeah, the barmy. So that's that. I walk. I walk past it. Um, I walk past it when I go to the shops all the time, and I'm like, oh god, I just want, I just want a chicken roll. One of the questions that I I I wanted to ask you, uh, with the bariatric surgery, we're just going to quickly do bariatric surgery because hopefully we're going to have a guest on this week's episode. Yay! I'm excited. Um, I'm excited too. I can't wait. Hopefully, happens. Yeah. Uh, with the bariatric surgery, with our um, weight loss, because you're down something like 23 kilos, right? Yeah, prob- yeah, around that. And I'm down close to 55 kilos now. Have you, do you have big changes in your body so far? I do. I wish you could choose the areas because I've still got like the mummy belly, but I have a massive 
cesarean scar. So it's always going to be like that. And hey, I'm not a bikini model, so it doesn't really bother me. But yeah. it's like that the bottom half of my stomach is protruding, but mm-hmm. the top half of my stomach, I'm losing quite a fair bit of weight. So I would be down in sizes in my shirts but like the bottom part of my stomach touches the shirt, which makes me self-conscious. Yep. So yep. other than that, I don't know. I think I'd have to look at, I think I'd have to put now pictures and uh, before pictures to see a difference. Like, because, you know, I see myself every day. It's hard to sort of tell. I can I can tell where the weight's coming off. I mean, I started out before the surgery in the shape of an orange and now I'm a pear. <laughs> Orange is a shape. Um, <laughs> round is a shape. I mean, shape. Round is a shape. I. But it's um, because I noticed this when I've lost weight in the past. Um, I tend to lose off the top first, and everything else seems to follow. But this time around, I've lost off the top. I have what would be affectionately referred to as a pregnancy belly. The apron's still there, but it's nowhere near as big as it was. But my legs, because I'm doing so much now, my legs are becoming more um, slim and and athletic looking. So I just kind of go like this. And I don't know why I just did that because there are going to be people who are only listening to this podcast (laughs) and not actually (laughs) looking at it. So I drew the shape of a pear. I feel like if I was a shape, I would be a pear, but side on. And that's how I put on weight. Like I feel like Veruca in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when she blows up like a blueberry. That's how I felt like when I was putting on weight because like, I, you know, there's curvy girls that look like fantastic and they wear clothes really well. And I was like, oh, you know, she's curvy. I can wear that like dress that she's wearing. But because of where her curves are, she just looks 10 times better than what I do because of the way that I put on weight. So the yeah. way that I'm losing weight is I like, I'm, I, I like that I'm losing weight, but like, I feel like I can't, I can't really venture into other clothes just yet because even though my waist is smaller, my stomach holds up my pants. If that makes right. sense. Yeah. So last week, Hayley, I asked you to watch a movie. Yeah, thanks for that. Yep. And yeah. I asked I asked you to watch, was it 1985? I don't know. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, cult classic, Girls Just Want to Have Fun with Sarah Jessica Parker and a young Shannon Doherty and Helen Hunt's the other one. Helen Hunt, yeah. We're going to do a rating scale, roast or toast. Roast being bad and toast being good. So if you thought it was a roast, how many roast chickens out of five did you give it? If you thought it was good and it was a toast, how many slices of toast did you give it? Ready and go. They do this in a lot of 80s movies where they create this context that you're just supposed to know about for instance Sarah Jessica Parker meets this heartthrob you know the the hottie of the movie and apparently they're in love in less than two minutes and there's a whole context that you're not aware of they already hated each other before they met and then you know they were kissing by 10 minutes in and it was very confusing they do that really shitty you know that they weren't talking whilst filming they were talking but then they dubbed over it because Mm -hmm. obviously the background sound they had to deal with and you know it's a 80s production Mm -hmm. I don't like Sarah Jessica on the best of terms so her as a teenager was just irritating if you don't know what the story is I honestly I watched it I still don't know what the fucking story was it was There was a dance competition and, you know, because they were the poor white kids, they weren't going to win it. And there was a snooty rich girl that was her and her father's relationship was something of the Twilight era. Like there was some sexual tension there. It was weird. (laughs) (laughs) The funniest part of the movie, and I'm talking like, you know, not on the highest scale, was the nun on the pummel horse. Yes. 
Yes. Uh-huh. So that was like the highlight of the movie. But other than mm. that, I give it five roast chickens. Like, don't ever waste your time. Your review of I Made You Watch, Shaun of the Dead. You did. Still a cult classic. I wikipedia mm-hmm. it. Uh-huh. And with Simon Pegg. Yeah. How, how did you go? I actually really liked it. I, I really, really did. After we recorded last week, the next day, I just, I chilled out in the bedroom while my wife was watching something else. She came in to talk to me and she sat on the end of the bed and I actually found myself going, can you move? I'm trying to watch the movie. <laughs> I really, I really liked it. I mean, I'm not going to say it was the world's greatest cult classic. I'm sure to somebody who is in a cult. I don't know. So the premise of the movie is it's a down on his luck kind of guy. He's in a crap job. He's, he's living with two housemates and one of them is a lazy sack of shit that just plays video games and the other one's slightly uptight and a little bit professional-ish. He's got a girlfriend and his girlfriend ends up dumping him. He kind of just goes about his life and he doesn't notice that this sleepy little hamlet town in the in like England, um, everybody is they're zombies. He doesn't he doesn't realize because he's just so caught up in his own struggles and everything. What was making me like giggle the most was when he was explaining what the go was going to be to try and save everybody and it was like we're going to go to my mum's house we're going to go and kill my stepfather and then we're going to go and pick up my girlfriend and we're going to you know we're going to kill all the zombies and everything's going to be okay and they played that scenario out about six or seven times and then they they actually went to go and do it and they get to the mother's house and he can't bring himself to kill the stepfather (laughs) I'm going to toast it and I am going to give it a solid three and a half slices of toast possibly four no, I'll go for four. I'm going to okay. go for four slices of toast. I, 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 I was quite surprised by the end of it. And I sent you a text message saying that I was enjoying it. Yes, you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you got for me this week? There is multiple, but I'll only make you watch the first one. Mm-hmm. Sharknado. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's got Iron Zeering or that dude from Beverly Hills 90210 and... That chick from American Pie. Uh, Tara Reid. No, no. Yeah, American Pie. Yeah. Yeah. Tara Reid. Yep. Yep. So Sharknado is your project. You'll love it. You'll want to watch all three of them. You reckon? No, not at all. (laughs) Yeah, all three of them are on stand. If if you just want to go down that Sharknado tornado, then go nuts. Okay. Yes, that's yours. No problem. Okay. What's mine? Yours is, um, it's actually not available on any of the streaming platforms. However, it is available on YouTube because we watched it on YouTube about three months ago. Okay. Okay. It is around 1988 as well. And it's called Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Okay. I don't get to know who Elvira is because I know who she is. Elvira is the ultimate drag queen. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I've seen her on Drag Race. She's been on Drag Race, hasn't she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Talk to anybody who's been in the drag community for more than seven minutes. Like, Elvira is the, she's the shit and she's the best. Speaking of drag, which is what we should mm-hmm. talk about, um, yeah. I wanted to go over, I hadn't caught up on the celebrity drag race. So I watched the last two episodes. So episode four and episode five wanted Mm -hmm. to talk about episode four, which was the celebrity duets. Mm -hmm. Millie Mott and Sunshine left on that episode and they had the drag duets. So Silky Nutmeg Ganache lip sync was crap. I know we kind of shit on Silky last time, but the lip sync was crap. She didn't know the words. no, she didn't because she was with um, Donna Bellissima. Donna Bellissima, yeah. Donna Bellissima's good and I think that one week in particular where she wasn't fantastic was because of Silky Nutmeg Ganache. I agree. And I could see Silky's stockings at the top of her pants. Was that a thing? Is that, was, was that supposed to be there? I, 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 I don't remember because that was a couple of weeks ago, but we're talking about a drag queen who does her eyebrows with like Sharpie. Yeah, it wasn't a fan. Is it her eyebrows or is it her eyeliner? One of the two. I mean, we're, we're shitting on her. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Silky. But, you um, know. Eureka and Chakra 7 were so cute in their little birdie mm-hmm. outfits dancing across the mm-hmm. stage. I think they killed it. 
uh, Thirsty Von Trapp and Karcha. I had, they were winners for me, but I love Karcha. So, and also Thirsty is really fishy, like super fishy. Like if I didn't know mm. that it was a drag queen competition and then it was a dude, I wouldn't know. Mm. Uh, then you had Poppy Love and Morgan McMichaels. I'm team, pop, I'm team Poppy Love. I know you're team Poppy Love. They won that week. I think they won more mm-hmm. for their story as opposed yeah. to the whole everything. Then you got Millie Von Sunshine and got Mick. And I was like, eh, whatever. Eh. Violet Charchki and Chick Lafay was great. Oh, no, sorry. Chick Lafay won that, that one. Is that the one. Yeah, yeah. As soon as yeah, you said where that, they, I um, remembered. They had a little, like, fight on stage. Um, well, that was the ripoff of uh, Whitney yeah. and Mariah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chick Lafay, I think, deserved that win. Um, and then Millie Von Sunshine. Yeah, sorry. He went home. Bye. And who was Millie Von Sunshine? Who did she reveal herself as? Jenna Ushkovitz, the um, Asian girl from Glee. Then there was episode five, which was the 90s. Love the 90s. Love the 90s music because my favorite did Poppy Love, who did Spice Girls. But I, I love Poppy Love. Yeah. I, I I'm totally, totally team Poppy Love. And I was just... I was sitting there from the moment because she's so cute. And when she was walking behind the guy, she was walking behind the guys, like when she was like lip syncing and stuff. And she had that coy little look on her face when she was pretending to be baby. I just, I was like, I just, you just want to give Poppy Love a huge hug. I'm, I'm, I'm loving Poppy Love. And then this week they haven't revealed who anybody was because no one went home. No, but RuPaul announced that they all must reveal themselves. Chakra 7. I thought it was an okay performance. I'm not seeing what they're seeing. I don't know what. No, I'm not seeing it either. But, you know, maybe they're seeing something totally different that they're not putting on camera. So do you have anybody in particular that you think you know who it is? Because I've got my IDs. So Chick Lafay is the other one off Glee, the one in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Donna Bellissima. I believe that it is a guy by the name, oh, or girl, pronouns. Daniel Francesi. So this is what I think. Poppy Love is AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. Donna Bellissima is Daniel Francesi. AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys is Poppy Love. What did we say? Chick Lafay is the guy who played Artie in the wheelchair in Glee. Mm-hmm. Thirsty Von Trapp, I can't remember his name, but I know he was the assistant in Hacks. Okay. Yeah. And Chakra Seven, I can't remember her name. I may not even know her name because I never really paid attention to the credits except for the song, is I believe the youngest sister from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And that's that's all of them, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Chick Lafay won that hands down with Jeannie in a bottle and Christina Aguilera. I'm sorry. I oh, know she was so good. She should have won that. I was I'm still annoyed. I'm team Chick Lafay. I love how as soon as Cher was announced, Donna Bellissima was like, I've got this. <laughs> like, it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's my thoughts on the last two episodes. So that brings us to RuPaul's down, uh, Drag Race Down Under. I, I, I'm sorry, but they found the world's most boring New Zealand family. <laughs> I think that's why I tuned out. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, not feeling it. <laughs> Even the even the the gay guy, he was like, yeah, all of this other stuff. And then he just turned out to be boring. And then the cousin, I'm sure, was catatonic at some point. The father was okay. And, you know, good on him. Like, all of his sons are gay. And you know what? Molly Poppins <laughs> should not have lost. Who did they favour? Did they? Because there was someone. She was up against had... Hannah Conda. No, who did? Who won? Who won the Queen challenge? Kong. Queen Kong okay. won the challenge. Uh, they, she actually did really good. Not going to shit on you this week. Queen. No, no, no. Yeah, actually, Queen Kong, I agreed, should have won. But the person who came second, which is Spanky Jackson, her dragged up makeup, and I know you like Spanky, was crap. Yeah, but it, it, but we've we've established that Spanky is consistently crap. <laughs> that's like, why that's she why should have been in the bottom. <laughs> that's what happened that's i know and i know that you like it and i like spanky too but she should have been in the bottom i don't know why Mm -hmm. they made allowances for her Mm -hmm. it didn't make sense yeah we love you a lot molly come on our show we'll give you love 
we'll give you love if you don't come on our show. We think you're great. Um, so now we've got our top three, which is Spanky Jackson, Queen Kong, and Hannah Conda. I'm glad that Rue kept Spanky Jackson, and he's hoping she pulls a miracle out of her ass next week. This week, who do you think is going to win? Not Spanky. Anaconda. I want Anaconda to win, but I feel that Queen Kong's like stepped it up. She's found some. She's reserve. coming home with the wind in her sails. Yeah. Yeah. She's found some reserve talent and she's like nah this is it i'm gonna take this out and she might actually pull it off but i do want hanaconda to win i want if if i can't have spanky and it it appears you're telling me i can't have spanky jackson (laughs) for the win hanaconda team hannah yeah you can't not love a drag queen oh the thing is that for all intents and purposes you you have to be on team somebody Mm-hmm. and you know the whole point to go on a reality show like this is to be judged and we have judged you queen kong we mm-hmm. have and unapologetically so oh. <gasps> <gasps> she's coming she's here she's here oh my god hi you look amazing can you hear me <gasps> yes. yes yes we can hear you hello hi hi I'm good. How good. are you? I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> Did you work last night? Yeah, and I was molested whilst performing by a straight man. Oh. Um, and then I had an accident. I was doing a quick change and slid into the change room, which is actually a toilet on a boat. So, yeah, interesting. <laughs> Wow. Wow. And my ass is killing okay? me today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate this. That's we do. Excellent. So I don't know, and it's fine if you haven't seen it, but basically what the podcast is, okay, is that we've both had bariatric surgery and we, we, we talk about that a little bit. And uh, one of the things that I noticed after meeting you guys down um, in Melbourne and, you know, experiencing Drag Expo was it was great that there were the the news crews there uh, and and everything, but I just felt like there needed to be a a constant almost media presence. You didn't have booths and all of that, you know, understandable because we just, we just got the um, prices for the booths. We get it. (laughs) And so, you know, we wanted to be able to hopefully do something where, you know, we and we talked to you when we were out smoking and everything, and that was amazing because we we got to we got to know you, yeah. and and appreciate what it is that you do, and we want to be able to show everybody else that as well. Especially you know. like just like the like the newer queens who are trying to get out there and sort of don't know where to go. Like Ella War is hosting uh, just the tip, I believe, um, yeah. in Wollongong where she's getting new drag queens on. And we just, there wasn't much of a market, you know, except for RuPaul's Drag Race, but you have to get on yeah. to promote. Yeah. So Absolutely. we just, yeah. yeah, we just thought we would do this and, you know, see who wants to come on our show. And if they say no, then okay, we'll move on. But you are actually one, we asked one other queen and you're actually the second person that we asked because I love your name. I love, every time I think about it, I'm like, yes, give me that kebab. Uh- that's what I'll be getting later on tonight, a kebab with extra garlic sauce. <laughs> we did hear that you are the media's queen in Melbourne. That's what yep. we heard. <laughs> yeah, I am. We love it. We want you to have so much exposure. We just, we fell in love with you and Erica and yeah. Tyranny and, you know, just by their little, because, you know, you, you always end up finding friendly people out in the smokers area, let's be honest. We're and, dying. Um, <laughs> we are. We are. We've got to. We've got to. <laughs> we've got to stick together while we can. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, yeah, and we just thought, you know what, we'll throw we'll, we'll we'll throw the invite out there and and see if it sticks. And you know, God bless your heart. You were, you were, you were the first one to say, yeah, absolutely. And we just we we've been excited about this for the last <laughs> what, three three days. We've been sending each other messages and calling each other, going, what are we going to do? What are we going to say? <laughs> So and <laughs> ask anything, like I'm an open book, like what's to hide? That's good. I mean, there's nothing too in-depth or anything like that. I mean, we, you no. know, obviously we want to have, 
obviously we want to have some rhetoric and you know some you know funny conversations and all of that to keep everybody interested but as a, a, a way of thanking you for coming on we would actually like to send you uh, a little gift we've made merch <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in the yeah. process of getting some merch made, so keep an eye out for that. I want a kebab bag. That's what I want. You better be making those <laughs> bedazzled. Well, funny you should say that. I am actually doing a bag. <gasps> Love it. But it's not like a calico bag or your standard merch bag. It's mm-hmm. actually um like um what's that stuff called like the clear plastic okay like perspex is that perspex yeah Yeah. so it's literally like a clutch perspex bag oh my god yeah yes and also earrings of course Mm -hmm. of course um and yeah there's some other fun stuff we're doing cute we'll be looking out for it i mean i don't i don't carry a bag everywhere i'm a jeans and pockets person but uh i'll carry one of yours Okay. <laughs> do it, do it. <laughs> one of the questions that we have for you is was there a specific event or a person a song whatever it was a movie that inspired you to become a drag queen I don't have a story like this like nothing actually really inspired me to start doing drag um, it's kind of like a series of an unfortunate events with my story it started off just as a as a night out with some friends for shits and giggles. And it was like the most trashiest I've ever looked. And I just fell in love with it because it was just so freeing. There was like, you were a completely different person. And yeah, that's how I got into drag. Like there wasn't actually anything behind it. Like I didn't actually set out to do drag as like a like a job or anything, but it's turned out that way do you do that full-time yes it keeps me busy so so you're not going to have the tearful storyline if ever you end up on a reality (laughs) show where you know you had to overcome the slings and arrows to become who you are I could turn it into a bit of a stop story actually though um so I was really young I was just turned 18 um my sister actually added me to my family my twin sister um so I left home that same day and I didn't speak to them for five years um and that's during that period that I started doing drag and that's the story you tell on RuPaul's Drag Race Drag Race about to be eliminated and (laughs) you know you got eliminated that's the one that that keeps you safe that's the one that ends up giving you miscongeniality and 500,000 subscribers in the first week yeah Yeah. (laughs) so how would you best describe your drag in particular are you um and a a singing queen a comedy queen a fashion queen um I would describe myself as um um a failure of everything I can't sing (laughs) I can't dance um, I can sew, which is a bonus. I would, I would literally just say I'm a queen that wings everything. Yeah. I, I do that in life. I pride yeah. myself in you being average at everything. You have to. <laughs> like the one piece of advice that I was given, because I'm a qualified hairdresser, my trainer always said, fake it until you make it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I constantly live by. Call playing the game. <laughs> are you coming to sydney drag expo yes i am oh yay we'll so exciting so are uh, you coming I, with like tyranny and everybody are they all coming uh i'm coming with ego and um erica we have mm. actually got a penthouse suite for a week Ooh. yeah Ooh. so it's going to be amazing obviously uh you're you're doing this full time Yep. Uh, is so where in Melbourne are you are you performing slash not performing because you know so you I just do, do everything um I mainly do private and corporate events um just because it pays better mm-hmm. and then and then you're not having to deal with a lot of drunk people and I find venues mm. are very claustrophobic okay yeah so it's mainly private and corporate and then okay. I kind of just do what I want. I don't have to answer to anyone apart from myself. That's great. Exactly. 
exactly. So when you have ventured out into doing, you know, the clubs, yeah. was there any one moment that stands out in particular, whether it was good or bad, where you just went, well, that was a night? <laughs> uh, so many. <laughs> um, I think the biggest one that stood out to me was uh, right before COVID I was doing shows in a little country town and one of the punches who was a regular um, she was going through chemotherapy uh, for breast cancer and during the show she's come up to me and she's like you know what I just checked myself out of hospital today just so I could come tonight I'm going back in the morning <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. So it's those things. Like, you have an effect on people's lives and you don't really know how much until they tell you. Mm. Last night, getting grabbed by a man was kind of really off-putting and having mm, to put yeah. them, professionally put them back in their place in front yeah. of, a, like, a crowd of people. It, it's You never know what you're going to get, but you have to just do the best you can with any given situation remaining professional yeah <laughs> it's funny you should mention you don't realize how much of an impact that you have because after talking to to you ladies when we were having you know little chats outside and everything yeah. on the on the on the flight home it gave me a lot of time to think and that's pretty much where this podcast came from yeah. I mean, we we had wanted to do it for a long time and, you know, life gets in the way and everything. But I just, I was sitting on the plane thinking to myself, how can we get exposure, not only for, obviously for ourselves, but um, for, for, for you, because it was noticed by me, because I, I was watching it unfold, that when Hayley was walking around, because Hayley had the, the book that she made up and she was getting the autographs. Yeah. Um, the 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 one thing that it, it it touched me was you were surprised. Yeah, everyone was so happy. Like yeah. they're like, oh my god, I'm in a book, and yeah. I was like, it was more because I didn't know what to expect when going down there, and I'm glad I took it down because half the people that I wanted to see didn't have boots, so they yeah. were just walking around. Like, and I felt like I was, and I was trying not to, but I just wanted to stare at everybody. Not because like, I thought, oh God, look at these big people with makeup on. I'm like, oh, you just look so beautiful. And I just want to look at you, but I'd like, I don't want to look at you. So you like, look at me going, is there something wrong with you? But I was just so in awe of everyone, especially that, (laughs) (laughs) especially that gray dress that you wore was beautiful. Beautiful. I want to steal that. I won't look as good, but I want to steal it. There should have been a booth for you guys, even if you just like split it up and had an hour each, like just to sort of have that interaction would have been great. I would say like a booth is a, is is kind of a great space to have like a base, but mm-hmm. also being able to walk around and mingle with people without them having to come with you, come to you. It makes it a bit more personal as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. like everyone's out in their natural environment and it's not just like a box with three walls. So yeah. I think I, I like the setup of not having a booth and just mingling with people just like any other social event. And that's what made it a great day or great mm-hmm. weekend for us is we're getting around and not stuck in the one place. Yeah, yeah. No, and that. we got to meet you. We yeah. we the highlight of your we, weekend. <laughs> it really, it yeah. really was. We we came out of it um, on the on the Saturday. You know, we were going back to our hotel, going. These are just amazing human beings. You know, first and foremost, because I think everybody goes in. Well, not everybody, but people go in with the cardboard cutout image of a drag queen and and you know RuPaul's Drag Race any movie you know in the 90s or whatever they had drag queens you know drag queens were you know catty and bitchy and they're you know they're staring at you with the cigarette in their hand going what are you looking at pal and 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 all of that but we 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 felt that you were welcoming and you know you you wanted to be a part of the conversation and it just made us fall even more in love with not only yourself, but the art of drag. And we just, we can't thank you enough for, mm-hmm. for, for the time mm-hmm. that you're giving us now, the time that you gave us then. And, you know, I've been following you. We've both been following you 
on um, Instagram and, and TikTok. And we just, we, we love you. This is why I do it. <laughs> that's why I do it. <laughs> and we might so, throw shade in our podcast at the drag queens oh, on RuPaul's. <laughs> but if but it comes from a place them, of love. Yeah, we'll, oh, we'll like, fawn over you. You heard you I mean, what we're like with each other at Expo. Nothing <laughs> with it. <laughs> but also I think drag also has like this side of of not living your true authentic self. Like it's mm-hmm. a facade. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this is where it, it's like an alter ego. Um, and it is an alter ego. It gives you the ability to do things that you wouldn't do in your normal day life. But yeah, it is it is living your true authentic self, but also not. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's either way. Yeah. How did you come up with your name? Is it just you just wanted a kebab? <laughs> okay. So originally my drag name was Ivana Sark. Okay. <laughs> I still like it. I, I, was, I was a skinny twink and then mid-20s I started getting fat. I'm like, okay, i got to change my name because it's not happening anymore. So let's go with Ivana Kebab because who doesn't like a kebab after a night out? And I'm just like... <laughs> And it is my favorite food. So it's it's I, a good name. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good name. I love the name. But we're literally like Tyranny, Ego, Erica, my partner Jack Humet, we're constantly messing like messaging each other with Ivana puns. Like last night it was Ivana suppository. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a never-ending barrage of like Ivana jokes. <laughs> Well, while we're on the subject of food and all of that, one of the questions that we have is, okay, so you're on um, you're, you're on death row. What is your death row meal? <sighs> A young child. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two. <laughs> it'll bring me back to life. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, in all seriousness, I would, uh, there's a few things I would want. A pounder burger from Macca's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and a kebab. <laughs> because we, at, least, we, at least if I was dying, the pounder burger alone would probably just off me quickie. Like, <laughs> that's it. That's it. When you fried, everybody else would be, you know, just like sitting Smelling. there going, <laughs> I could do a Macca's run right now. <laughs> so you you do the corporate gigs you do all of that but you I have seen that you have been doing some other gigs is there any one that you do in particular that's a regular gig uh so I do a bingo here in Werribee at Teddy Pickers uh once Mm -hmm. a month at the moment uh next year we are expanding to trivia as well more of the final questions we have a segment every week where we just get to unleash on what has been pissing us off uh it's called what bursts my pancreas so ivana kebab what bursts your pancreas people that don't know how to use roundabouts or indicators (laughs) (laughs) yeah always a a driving one yeah always a driving one we have multiple driving ones also being compared to other drag queens so mm-hmm. I did go for a job interview on uh Thursday and the national like manager was interviewing me and was asking me asking me about my drag because I'm always honest when I go for a job and they started comparing me to the Vivian and I've just I just turned around and said did you know that I've been doing drag a hell of a lot longer than Vivian so, <laughs> Yeah, it's just one thing. Don't compare us. Don't compare us. Like, Mm. everyone brings something different. But if they're going to compare, they should be comparing her to you. Yeah. 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 But because I, once again, because I haven't been on on RuPaul's Drag Race, Mm -hmm. Mm. they just automatically assume that you're, you haven't been doing drag as long as they have. Yeah. Well, we, we, we hope to see you on there. Mm -hmm. You never know. You never know. We're, Team kebab the whole way. Yeah. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> we wait. 
moderator of the fan page. <laughs> <laughs> we'll um we'll argue the bad edit. We'll we'll do all of that. We you know we'll we 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 we're huge fans of yours. We uh, even with Beverly Kills, we argued her bad edit down to the end until she was eliminated. Because <laughs> I love Beverly, she was amazing. I can say is I'm really happy. I'm really happy with the outcome. So am I. I was we team, are too. I was team the winner all the way. Yeah, um, I've been lucky enough, like, to have worked with her, seeing that she was in Melbourne for such a long time before moving back home. Um, mm. She's just an amazing performer, friendly, will always give you advice even if you don't want to hear it, and she's blunt about it. <laughs> um, but she has shaped me as well to be who I am today, so... I'm happy. I'm really happy. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I do know two two homosexuals back in Geelong that have not watched this season at all. So Jacob and Stephen, get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> and I have other gay friends who are the same. They don't watch it. And they go, why would I want to watch that? Because we're entertaining. Agree. Come on. And we're pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but ugh, yeah. Gays just annoy me sometimes. <laughs> and this is coming from someone that works with predominantly straight people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. We're annoying too. Oh. We are annoying. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm probably the most annoying one out of all of them though. <laughs> no, I have I've, um, every Mardi Gras time if I'm in the office or even because Haley and I worked together previously. Yeah. Um, they'd be like, are you going to go to Mardi Gras? And I'd be like, no. And they go, why? And I go, um, I have Mardi Gras every day at my house. Yeah. You know? Plus, you go to Bunnings a lot. so I do go to Bunnings yeah. a lot. Lesbian's yeah. paradise. I, do I love Bunnings. That's not just a lesbian <laughs> paradise. Jesus. Oh, put that label on there. I can't go back. <laughs> It's funny though because it's it's named the Lesbians Paradise, but they sell sausages every weekend. It's very very confusing. It's called irony. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ivana. We appreciate you like looking this perfect. I feel very underdressed. Spectacular. That that um, green is amazing. We will uh, send you something in the next couple of weeks. So yeah, if you wanna, do you wanna wrap up, Cass? To all of the pronoun people out there, because I'm not going to do ladies and gentlemen, she, them, all of the pronouns out there, you need to get onto the Ivana Kebab train. We, the meatiest queen in Melbourne, slathered in garlic sauce. We, we love you. We love everything about you. Thank you so much for being on our show. You're so welcome anytime. I'm more than happy to come back. <gasps> love you. We're going to hold you to that. Done, done. I'll put it in my calendar for the next five years. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. We'll speak to you soon. You are the best. You are the best. Bye. Uh, so uh, local drag show is coming up this week. Live drag is back at the Newtown Hotel every Saturday night at 8.30, 9.30 and 10.30. Stonewall Hotel, 10.30 Saturday nights, The Gospels with Minnie Cooper, Hannah Conda from season two of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under and Jackie St. Hyde. Saturday nights at the Newtown Hotel, 8.30 p.m. Live drag with Minnie Cooper, Tora Hyman, Victoria Anthony, Hannah Conda and Dakota Secret. And every Saturday night, 6 p.m. RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under viewing party, Gingers at the Oxford. Roxy Horror presents One Night Stand Friday the 30th of September, 7.30 to 11.30 p.m. at Anita's Theatre Thrall. Ticketmaster has tickets for around $50 when I had a look. Just the Tip is a monthly open drag night. The next one's on the 14th of October at La La La's in Wollongong. It's hosted by Elawara. Doors are open at 7.30, shows from 8.30, all performers, free entry, you get drag dollars, you get to tip the queens with drag dollars. So go, because we're going to go and have fun. Boom, chocolate.
And All right. Thank you for watching this week's episode of Drag Me Out. Don't forget to follow us on Insta at Drag Me Out Official. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. We're also now on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and is it Amazon Audible? Is it Audible? No, just Amazon. Amazon just Amazon? Music. Amazon Music. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, Amazon, you think I would probably need to know this, but you know, yes. what do I know? We're actually on a lot more um, as well. <laughs> oh, are we? I'll have to send you okay. the list, but I don't, I've never yeah, sure. heard of them before. You can keep this bit in because people are just going to understand that I know very little about anything. Um, and don't forget if you have any questions or, su- or suggestions or you want to gift us a pony or whatever it is, slide into our DMs on Insta at Drag Me Out Official. And if there are any up-and-coming drag performers who would like to spruik their show or just uh, talk about drag in general, you can come in drag, you can come out of drag. We're more than happy to have you on the show. We want to know more about you because we love you and we just want to know everything about you and anything that you've got to tell us. I can't do the fingers. (laughs) I've never been there. Is that it? For those who are listening, Cass is attempting to do a heart. The heart fingers? Is that right? No, it looks like a turkey. Should I just be like one of those people from like the 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 Korean like singing groups with the Yeah, I mean I actually found out not long ago that this is supposed to represent the bottom of the heart. Am I right? When you do the fingers in the little bow. I don't know, maybe if you're like pinching at the nerve at the bottom of the heart to stop the blood flow. Do you think? Do I don't you think? know. Okay. Well, obviously I'm not up with the language of today's youth. But anyway, we we love you and we want you to come on the show and we please. want to, please, and we want to thank everybody who has been listening and has been watching and please continue to do it because we're, we're two people just trying to drag ourselves up from the bottom. And, you know, we don't want to be pole no more. Inflation. Inflation. <laughs> Inflation's just hitting everybody. It's ruining the economy. And we just, we, we just want to expose the incredible talent that is the world of drag to the unwashed masses. And we want to expose the world to um the the fact that bariatric surgery is um something that can be a strength rather than what people would consider a weakness and um i just also want to finish on Haley got kicked out of the bariatric surgery facebook group today (laughs) (laughs) it's shit anyway don't even go over to it (laughs) it's awesome it was so good to watch i loved it Thank you, everybody, for watching, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.